0: Welcome to Coastline Church. Seeking renewed faith in Humboldt County by being settled and secure in God's love. To learn more, visit coastlinefoursquare.com. I'm so glad to be here.
1: I, I'm so, I love coming to the coast. I live in Caso Robles now. And um, I never thought I'd live that far away from Humboldt again. My, my mom and my dad, um, brought us up from the Riverside area in 1979, and my husband and I moved all over, and uh, now we reside in Paso Robles because his company moved us there, and it's super hard for me to be away from my daughter <coughs> and her husband, and Antonio and Jennifer, and my grandsons, my mom, and y'all that I know. And I'm so thankful to be here, and um, I'm so thankful for what the Lord's gonna speak. And, um, he's so perfect in his timing, and, um, like for me, when pastor Francis asked me to teach the first thing that came to my mind was Psalm 27 and, um, I'm going to talk about Psalm 27. I'm also going to talk about the backstory in Psalm 27, which is David's life during the time that he wrote Psalm 27 or, you know, um, it was percolating in his spirit but anyway it's a timeline of what was happening in his life and today's mother's day and um i went lord Psalm on 27 to mother's day and um, i told pastor Ron, so i go like well, is it okay if i don't talk about mother's day stuff not really there is mother and father in there. and then she's like yeah yeah whatever and so she gave me freedom but i do want to pray and um i just I I want to start so I'm a word person so there's paper Um, my mom has paper and pencils dear college student you're going to just go right back into the flow of that Um, I have lots of words lots of definitions um, and it's not going to be laborious when I was praying Holy Spirit said he said I'm going to be giving keys out to people and so the subject is Psalm 27 but the foundation is warfare and Warfare and anxiety and fear. And then in Jesus is victory. And isn't King David all about that, right? And also, I don't know how much of my own testimony I'll share, but it really does. This whole thing comes from my life, um, my testimony as well. I have a testimony of deliverance from such oppression that I almost died over and over. My children don't know it fully yet. Someday I will tell them. But... Um, So anybody, and I'm sure everybody here has gone through extreme warfare. You can't be in the kingdom in these days and not go through incredible warfare. So before I start talking too much more, I'm going to pray. Lord, thank you. We're here for you. It's all about you. We love you. Lord, thank you that you have purposed. And I just keep thinking of Daniel. In the book of Daniel, it says that those who are on the earth in these days, they will shine like the stars of the heavens. that they will lead many to God they will lead many to you in righteousness and they those that know you and so Lord um, I feel like that's who I'm talking to I'm talking to people that know you who are hungry for you And, and myself Lord I just thank you and father for every father and mother I always see fathers and Mother's Day together it is Mother's Day and Lord thank you for every mother for my mother for my daughter Father, for my grandmothers who prayed, my great grandmothers, my mother who prayed for me. And Lord, we can't can't be who we are without the prayers of our mothers and, and fathers. And I ask you to bless every mother and father in this room and every mother and father on the earth in these days, Lord. Thank you, Father. May your word go forth and accomplish what you have purposed it for because it does not return to you void. Give you glory, Lord, and praise in this place, always and forever. Amen. Amen. It's funny when I come to the coast my mouth gets dry. It's like, why does that happen? I live in a dry My mom let me borrow her, her really cool reading glasses because I of course I bought the Bible that's really small and it's light print. So I already talked about the scripture we'll be talking about is Psalm 27. What I'm going to do is read through this. I'm going to read the whole psalm. It is the New King James Version. And then I'm going to go through the back story, which is 1 Samuel, chapter 20 through 22. Now, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. I'm, what I'm going to do is touch points that relate, and you'll see it. The backstory in Samuel, 1 Samuel, 20 through 22, is actually pinned in, woven through Psalm 27. And be looking for those keys that Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, what he wants to encourage you in, um, through the words and the definitions, through David, who would become King David's life, and for those keys of victory. Because anxiety and fear keep us back from our destiny, or they can The Lord is my light, illuminate, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord. That will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You've been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me. O God of my salvation, when my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living wait on the lord be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart wait i say upon the lord wow (laughs) when i was preparing the, the first thing the lord brought to me was he said i want you to talk about fear and anxiety and when I go, is there anybody here that knows the backstory of what was going on in David's life specifically? We all know it's like King Saul was trying to kill him, right? Over and over and over. God had anointed him king in secret. And then Saul rebelled against the Lord. The kingdom was torn from him. And he went crazy and was demonized. And it just went bad for King David. But God used all of that fear and anxiety and David said I'm afraid you know when I go through that he said I am afraid but anxiety and fear are tools that the Lord will allow in our lives to to make us strong in the Lord as long as we don't stay there too long if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and then there there is a pattern or a path to get through the fear and the anxiety, and I learned this the hard way. I learned it like I didn't even know what was going on. My first indication of you have an anxiety issue and some things were going on was I went in the hospital, and they were like, "You had a panic attack. You're having panic attacks." And it's like, "What's that?" You know, I didn't know. That was the beginning of my journey. So, so here's King David. I just wrote that. Um, I may mean, read that. So. Here's the backstory, so he's fleeing from King Saul, David is, and he has to leave his homeland, he has to leave his friends, he has to leave his best bud, his best mate, Jonathan. It's so cool, I love Jonathan, because the word says that he went to David and he strengthened his hand in God. That is so awesome, I love that, that's who God's called us to be in his days, strengthen other people's hands in God. So that was their farewell. He took off because he was told prophetically through the arrow going out, Don't come back, you're going to be slain. So David flees again. He goes to a place called Nob, and it's a place, of, it's a town of priests. Nob in Hebrew means the high place of prophecy, to speak or sing by inspiration or discourse. So David flees. He flew to that place. He went to that place. King Saul's chief shepherd was there, and it says the word says that he was detained by the Lord. And I didn't study that, so I can't expound. that his name his name is um, Doeg, and Doeg means fearing or anxious. Doeg saw. David there. They didn't have any dialogue, but he saw him, David saw him, and he took note of that. David asked the priest, because he had run away from being killed, he asked the priest, the if he had any food, you know, and so he gave him bread that was cool, he had removed the show bread from the um, altar, and put the new one on and he gave him that and gave it to the men that were with him. And he said, you know, uh, do you have any weapon? Do you have a spear or a sword? And he said, I have the sword of Goliath behind the ephod, which is the breastplate. And he said, that's all I have. So Goliath was the enemy of Israel that David slew and that sword was there. His enemy's sword was there, and that was the only thing that they could give him. he said, give it to me, and there's nothing like it. Now remember what David said when he was warring with the Philistine. He said, you are defying the armies of Israel. You come at me with javelin and sword and curses, but I come at you with the name of the living God, the God of Israel, whom you, day are defying. And he's like, I'm gonna take you down. So thinking about this now, in the context of anxiety, is there anybody but me who struggles with anxiety? If you're sensitive, you, you, have, you get it, fear. So, so that's what confronts me right away. It's like, and I'm sensitive, so I sense a lot of stuff and it's like, oh my gosh, I need my sword. So everybody is different, but you have your own arsenal. You have your own, and I, I, I have pictures, I'm a picture person. I think about the sword of the spirit um, being an actual sword that I see and I see scriptures written on it and those are my go-to when anxiety or fear strikes because, I'll talk about that later. Um, So going on, um, how's everybody doing? Um, (laughs) So the priest gave him the sword from the Philistine who is from Gath. And so this is important. David slew Goliath in the Valley of Elah. And Elah means, in Hebrew, terebinth tree. And the terebinth tree grows alone in a field. And so it came, in Hebrew, to be symbolic of standing alone. So David stood. He was out there, his sling. He was by himself. The army was back there going, get him. You know, he was like, I'm going to get him. So stood alone, and anxiety does that. It makes you feel you're all alone, <clears throat> you're standing alone, nobody else gets it, nobody else could ever get it, and then fears and they're just hammering you. I mean, right? So stood alone, and, and then there's a the practical of, well he was alone, he took off, he was alone. He, he, but he was never alone, the Lord's with him, but physically he's alone for a time. And I believe that the Lord allows that so that He, the Lord, and and I can say me, I don't know, I can't talk for somebody else, is brought closer together through the warfare, closer together through the struggle. Because it's it's like hand-to-hand combat. It's like, okay, it's either me or you, you know. Um so David flees to a king of Gath. His name is Akish, which means angry. So there so there was fear and anger. Those are the next two. Un- Non-serving the Lord, uh, people. So fear and anger. Well, those are the two things that really cause anxiety. If there's fear and anger that come up. So at that, at Kish, a Kish in Gath. So it's Philistine, another um, enemy of Israel. He pretended to be insane to protect himself because they said, "Hey, isn't this David? Who they said Saul has killed his thousands and." David's killed his tens of thousands, so he's like, dude, he's gonna, he's gonna take me out. You know, I'm gonna pretend to. So he let saliva, it was pretty intense and saliva, and he was doing stuff. And he's like, I don't, I don't want this guy. Don't I have enough insane people here? You know, so he just lost interest <laughs> in him, didn't think about killing him, and David fled again to a cave called Adullam, and it means a hiding place. So he fled fear and anger to the hiding place. He also asked, oh, at that time, there was uh, people who were, they were disgruntled. They were like, I don't want to serve this king that's there, whatever his name is, Saul, and, you know, we want to come and join you, David. Um, and his family was with him, too, his mom and his dad, which I had never seen that before studied. I didn't know his mom and his dad were with him, with King David. And then there was 400 men who joined him that day. So you know when you're a leader that happens because it's like these people just came and it's like we want to follow you you know he's not he's just doing this thing 400 in Hebrew means lament lament is great sorrow so it was and I think about it I think David must have gone. okay there's great sorrow coming there was great sorrow coming they went to a place called Mizpah which means the watch tower. so this is David his mother father and the 400 it's in Moab another enemy of Israel but David asks this king he said he says can my mother and father stay with you until I know what the Lord will do for me isn't that interesting He doesn't say what the Lord's going to do he says I'm going to wait here until I know what the Lord's going to do for me it's not I mean that is it's just amazing it's like He's expecting the Lord to move on his behalf, expecting him to to do something amazing. So then the prophet Gad shows up. Gad means a troop comes, success and fortune. He tells David to leave and go to the land of Judah, and Judah means praise. Isn't that amazing? I mean, so... Back to anxiety. Anxiety wants to shut down our speaking, our singing. I put dance in there, movement. Doesn't want us to speak and proclaim the word of the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? I mean, that's what David, to me, David, He's going. all this stuff is going on and he's just letting the word of the Lord come between him and the enemy. And just saying, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. What can man do to me? So for me, in my own journey, I didn't go there. I I was, I didn't know what was going on with me. Um, And I thought I was going to die, and I almost did, more than once in the battle. Uh, And it took the hardest part of the battle, took four years My twin sister is still having great battle. As a matter of fact, she's at the point where if she doesn't get delivered, I don't know if she's gonna survive. And her battle's lasted a lot longer than mine. It's not drugs, it's not alcohol. But that's important. Praise. When anxiety and fear comes, I believe it's a key praying in your spiritual language. If you're not baptizing the Holy Spirit, please, please let the Lord do that. Just say, Lord, I want that. There's pastors here, there's elders here, there's leaders here who can pray with you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because it's almost like, to me, um, I'm not a car person. My husband is, who's not here and I miss the heck out of him. Um, he's a car person. And we used to ride our Harley for years, and, <laughs> and we had, before we... <laughs> Before we had the Harley, we had this little motorcycle, and I sat on the back of it, we were trying to go up a hill. It was hilarious, because with him, it was like, oh, this is not so bad. With me on the back, it was like, uh, you know, it was like, we need a bigger motorcycle, so we got a Harley. So having the little putt-putt going up these steep hills here, and having the Harley made all the difference, and to me, you know, it's a good, good analogy to say, without the Holy Spirit, without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can't you can't cut the hill i mean it's just like the lord wants to give it to you as a gift he is a gift and you can pray in your spiritual language the enemy cannot he cannot mess with that and all the while as it says in 1 corinthians 14 you're speaking edification to yourself the lord is speaking to you as a word says also in romans 8 and 26 that we don't know how we ought to pray but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that cannot be interrupted or interpreted. And he who knows the mind of the spirit intercedes for the saints, for us, for anyone else, according to the will of God. It's perfect, it's perfect. Perfect praise, perfect prayer. And also it will interrupt that cycle of fear and anxiety, and it's like, oh, I got clarity, I can move out of this. And sometimes it takes days, months, or years, but that's another, it's true. So, um, how are y'all doing? I have a funny story. I will tell it eventually. It's a funny story. (laughs) My mom knows it. I love my mom. I'm so glad my mom is here, and my daughter, and her beautiful husband and family. Okay, I'm gonna cry. So, this is sad. So he was warned, and. Before the the lament is coming, King Saul was still chasing David, and he. Oh, the other thing that's important is Doeg was King Saul's chief shepherd. Isn't that interesting? Here's David. He's a chief shepherd, and Doeg is King Saul's chief shepherd, and he tells on David. He's like, I saw David. You know, he was there. He tells King Saul, so Saul knows where he found to find him. He goes to knob um, and he kills all the priests it's really sad he kills all the priests their families oxen donkeys and sheep just massacre horrible because he's so in demonic problems and he's yeah so one there's only one person that escaped and his name is abbot um okay oh whoops i gotta back up so the priest who gave david david the sword of goliath back his name was a and his name father it means father of a king the child who got away there's only one priest so he, he was a priest he was a child of a his name is abiathar and it means father of abundance he's he escaped to david so i think about this i think david's being encouraged The abundance is coming on your father. You are our king. You will be king. And so he told King Saul, um, they all escaped again. Um, And David said, you know, to Abathar, you are safe with me. For he who seeks my life seeks his also. But with me you shall be safe. Don't you hear God's voice in that? I mean, for me, when I was going through the first part of the I mean my husband's a rock jennifer's dad he's a rock she's a rock my kids are very strong people it's like amazing um the lord told me early on he said i'm with you know i'm not going to let you go in this but you have to walk through this i have no idea how long it was going to take and but with me you will be safe because he is the one who stays with us and he promises to never leave or forsake and the word leave is temporary it's like I'm leaving you, coming uh, kind of back, but forsake us to utterly say, peace out, bye. Mm-hmm. He'll never do that, no matter what we're going through, ever. So fear and anxiety may come in and say, well, you're done. And it's like, nope, he'll never leave me, nor forsake me. So, yeah, wow, um, so good, right? I mean, isn't God amazing? Oh, Lord, you're so good. So, um <clears throat> So in this context, David's writing out the psalm. It's an atmosphere of war and trouble, an atmosphere of anxiety and fear. And he pens, the Lord is my light and my salvation. The word light means illuminate, illumination of the knowledge of the glory of God. Isn't that amazing? I did tons of study, y'all. I did a month of study at my mom's house in five or six days. The first thing that we need when we go into something is light. We need understanding. We need to hear God. And and, what David's doing is he's at that, he's going, Lord, I may not have it right now, but I know you are my light and my salvation. The word salvation means to preserve, help, deliver, rescue, bring salvation, be bringing salvation and get victory. Deliverance and rescue, Salvation is a continual process. You know how the, the word, um, sorry, I don't have that reference, the prayer is in the New Testament. He says, I think it's it's Paul or Peter. He's, I'm sorry. He says, you'll remember when I say it, pray for us that God has delivered us and he will keep delivering us. It's that continual thing. So, I didn't used to understand that, now I do. And so back to Psalm 27, David says, Whom shall I fear? To fear means to revere, fright be afraid, or dread, terrible intimidation of adversaries, or to put to flight. But the word revere is the one that stuck out to me because the Lord said truly, he said, when you are allowing intimidation and fear and anxiety to push you in a corner because that's what it was like for me i would be like again back to being a visual person and you all have your own way that it affects you it, it was like if you painted a, a box in the corner and stuck me in the box and just stuck me in there that's what it was like i just couldn't function and the lord said break out of that you know start start walking with me in the word close and start moving in the word start and so that's what started to break me out of that I was revering whatever was shoving me in the corners like this is and it was powerful if I told you you'd go yeah that's no that's not good and it was way beyond me it wasn't of this world but the Lord was making me into who I am and that's the other thing is fear and intimidation anxiety will come in areas where Satan knows uh oh I don't want them out of that Because if they get out of that, then they're going to be who he created them. Elohim, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, created them, Psalm 139, to be in their mother's womb. Uh Uh-oh. So sometimes we're thinking, well, there's something must be wrong with me. It's like, no, focus on that. Ask the Lord for illumination and to deliver you. Whom shall I fear? Okay, so God didn't give us a spirit of fear, right? The spirit of what power, love, and a sound mind, right? Two Timothy one seven. So, do you want to hear a funny story? Like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what do we say? No. You can say no. I, I won't tell it. <laughs> but um, tell it. thanks, Steve. So, on the way up here, this is the first time I've ever been away from my husband this long, and. I love my husband, we've been married for 39 years. Um, and the first time I've ever driven by myself this far away from him. So I was a little nervous, you know, when I was getting my Toyota 4Runner to go, I was like, please don't get a flat tire on the highway out there in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, what would I do? And, and Joe's like, I'm gonna have eyes on the sky on you. I'm gonna know where you're at. Cause he has, and my husband's a techno wizard. And so it's like, okay, hook me up, you know, I want you to have me, you know, your eyes on me, wherever I'm at. And, and so I programmed the GPS in my car, had it all right, I know my route. I'm. Th- he goes, stop here, do this, you know, it's like, okay, I know, because I was nervous about where to stop. You know, for, for ladies, it's like, where do stop at me? I'm not stopping at that gas station. And where am I going to eat? You know, Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> You'll <kid'll> Taco Bell. <laughs> 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 I never eat Taco Bell except when I trip, or a bag of guilt. I did get a bag of Bugles. <laughs> so, I got it all done. And I, I start going. My husband's at home. He's working. And uh, I get a couple miles out and my GPS starts talking to me. I it's like, why is it talking to me? And it starts saying, this phrase at the next at the next available place or something like that make a legal u-turn what i'm like this doesn't make sense you know i'm going in the right direction i've got this on my husband's checked it out so i drove and i heard that thing say next available place make a legal u-turn 26 times and I'm like, this is just okay. What do you want me to do? Turn around. So I turn around, and then I went to 101. Well, that wasn't my route. I was going 41, 46, you know, 520. So anyway, I turn around. I get on that road 20 minutes, and my husband calls. Where are? What are you doing? Where are you going? And I go. I told. I told him what happened. He goes, that's weird. And I go, I know. I felt so pulled in two directions. My heart was going that way, and the GPS was going. You're going this way. Well, you know, you know, if you know geography, that's my go-to. Not that I'm skilled at it, but when I'm in the GPS situation, that's what I look at. What direction is this thing taking me? Is it taking me west? Is it taking me east, north, or south? And so the direction was correct, but I, I stared at that thing every chance I got. It's like, okay, is it? You know, am I still going the right way? But the idea was, I really felt pulled apart. It was just like, I was like my route was in my heart, in my head, and it's like, this is like, and there, like, turn, it's, like, it's like. But it was anxiety-producing. And the, the thing that I thought of is, the, the word anxious means to draw in different directions. Isn't that interesting? And that's what happened to me. It was like, I, I wanted, I had it in my head, I had the map in my head, and then it was like, now I got to do a new map while I'm driving, and I did really good. Um, it also means to distract. I know Pastor Francis taught on that word, um, distract, divide, disunite, to part, to have care, which I'm going to develop, and thought. David goes on and he says, "The Lord is the strength of my life." The strength strength means in Hebrew again, a fortified place. Defense, force, fortress, rock, strength, and stronghold. Another name for God, rock, Ebenezer. I think it only occurs once. The pastors in the room, you concur with that. Is it only once in the Old Testament? I think it is. Um, Rock of help, strength, solid, immovable, unchangeable. Of whom shall I be afraid? So he says that twice. He says, at first he says, whom shall wait let me get this right okay so whom shall i fear is this last one says whom means a person whom shall i fear so when i was studying this the lord said it's the it's not just the who it's the what because some people's their what is worse than who they fear does that make sense for me my what is anger and what if somebody's angry at me i'm like because i feel the anger i feel it and it's like this is poison and so that's just one you know everybody has their own again keys asking the lord for victory and um and then sometimes you get victory in an area and it's like you have to go lower or deeper and deeper and deeper don't think that you're doing the same thing all over again so it's just a greater amount of victory a greater amount of depth that the lord's reaching in the heart in our hearts of whom shall I be afraid so back to this question the Lord said to me who am I referencing here and after a point so taking everything to the Lord and saying Lord I'm freaking out here you know and I definitely was talking to him about my GPS I was like why is this <laughs> I want to get there, it's going to take me a long time, and I don't want to go, it's like, what am I, and so the Lord just gave me peace, he said, go with it, Joe is going to call you, it's like, I know, I'm waiting for the call, (laughs) what do you do, you know, my husband's like, he's so funny, It's like, I'll talk to you later, It's like, I will talk to you later, you know, like, how did that happen? He says, David says, though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Those are pretty big declarations, and I think that, you know, that we need to do that in these days. You know, the fear is great. It's not pride; it's trusting in God and saying, Lord, you know, I know. When I, when when my daughter was young, I, I learned a lot of a lot about warfare because I was like, I saw what the enemy was going to try to do. To take her out, and he's like, "No, nope, you'll have to get through me, and it's not going to happen." So bring it, however long it takes. I'm not leaving. That was the Lord, but I saw it. it's like, mm. and it took years, you know. But moms and dads, we pray, we war. I mean, and for me, it was like against my dead body. You can't kill me, so go ahead. And years of prayer. So that's what I think David's saying here: Though an army may encamp against me. My heart shall not fear. The word heart means feelings, will, intellect, and understanding. It means a lot more than that. But in Hebrew, it's a picture of a table. A table, the heart, where everything flows from. The heart, the inner man. So he's saying, everything in me, my feelings, my will, my intellect, my understanding, I'm going to bring all of that under, under the lordship of Adonai the Lord, under the Lordship of the Lord of hosts, sabbath, under Almighty God, Jehovah. You know, whatever, you know, ask the Lord. Those those are also weapons. Ask the Lord. What are what are your what are the names that I need to really get into my heart and my spirit that are part of my sword when anxiety and fear come? And it's not just so you don't get pushed into a corner. It's so that you can be victorious and do damage to the end kingdom. I mean, I'm sorry, I love it, but it's like, oh, oh, oh. you know, ha-ha. Not that I'm proud, but Jesus, I think, is just totally dancing, you know, like, yeah, got, got it. Next, it's like, well, can't we rejoice here for a little while before we move to the next? David goes on to say, he says, I'm confident in the Lord, which means trust, to be sure, secure, to make, to hope, and to be bold, which I was just talking about. He tells his feelings. He's, he's informing us. He's declaring these things. He's saying, I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to be confident in you, Lord. So I'm going to quote that. <clears throat> oh, keep doing that, sorry. The war rise against me. An army encamp against me. These are the things he's saying I'm going to be confident in. And then he goes on to say, the one thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek. That I may behold the Lord's beauty and to acquire in his temple. The word uh, desire, it means to ask fervently. To search for and seek out. So here's the picture. All this stuff is happening, you know, put yourself in your own life, your own stuff, all this stuff is happening, and he's going, no, I'm gonna inquire, I'm, I'm not gonna let all this stuff take my day on a path, or my month, or my year. I'm gonna go into the stronghold, Ms. Pop, and say, Lord, here I am, I'm desiring, I'm seeking you, because I want to inquire in your temple. I want to dwell in your house. I want to behold your beauty. I mean, you go out of that place fully clothed and saying, you gonna go, whoops. But anxiety and fear, I mean, this is not easy. I mean, and I, and I stand here today, I'm still in the process. And I think that, you know, it, it, I think it'll always be a process. I'm not standing here think, saying that I have it all i have come a long ways with god's grace and i will you know i know my courage will outlive me for my children for my daughter and my son-in-law for my mama i pray for my mama i pray forward and back because i believe that's what the lord calls us to you know the generations forward and back because what they carry we need and if they're bound we don't get it we have to go through it ourselves and so it makes me angry when I hear and I see things, the Lord shows me things, in my mom's, my, my dad, when like he was alive or whatever, and it's like, mm. and it isn't, you know, it's love to pray for my grandchildren, and I know the Lord is going to answer those prayers, because his word does not go void, it returns the, and, and it accomplishes that which he sends it forth for It's his promise. So knowing the word, praying the word, praying in your spiritual language, having your own sword, your own specific scriptures, keep adding to it, and adding to it, because I believe in these days, like for me when the Lord said Psalm 27 and said, okay Lord, I know that Psalm, he goes, yeah, but I want you to know it even more. It's like, okay, and I am, I'm going to continue to meditate on this day and night more and more because, you know, when the Lord gives you that, it's like there's, there's there's a reason that's coming, it's for somebody else or whatever he's anointed you for, your destiny. So um, David, in verse five, he declares the truth of what God will do when trouble comes. And that's, again, we talked about that. He says, for in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me and set me on a rock. And that's what he did in David's life when I was reading the backstory. There's a lot more to it but the part that I did is it's all right there. And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies round about me. therefore I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. Yes, I will sing, I will sing praises to the Lord. The voice is really important when um, <clears throat> when we're in distress, we don't. well some people may use their voice, but they use it in a way that is harming them or others. And the Lord is revealing to me again. It's like Trudy, you know, when when these things happen, I want you to sing. I'm a dancer too. I dance in a liturgical dance with the Lord. Um, but movement is really important. And I just want to encourage you. However, whatever movement, that, that's really important um, to move in grace of the King. Singing and speaking the high praises of God. Psalm 149, 150. The double-edged sword in your mouth you'll be edified and you'll move out of that place with keys of victory. It's just amazing. But when, when anxiety and fear strike, for me, it's like, hmm, I just, I have to fight it's speaking out loud, and it's like, it's like, no, I'm not gonna shut down, I'm going to speak and sing praises, and that's what David's saying, therefore I will offer sacrifices of joy it's kind of weird when you're in trouble and you're just sitting there dancing, you know. It's like, okay, I'm feeling like crying, but I'm just gonna dance in joy, and for what's coming. Hear, O Lord, he says. So he's asking. He is David. Is um, now he's crying out for mercy. And it was, to me, I see this verse seven. The child's heart. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. In those times of trouble, it's, it, there is such treasure to be found in those depths. You know, like that's where jewels are found on the earth, in the depths, jewels. And they were formed there thousands of years ago for, for somebody to find. And then, you know, to me, that's the same thing in the scripture. It's like from eternity, he spoke this for us so that we would know him for each one of us and it's all through our life these these things uh, jewels of the word the logos and the Rama Rama word do not turn your servant away in anger you have been my help do not leave me nor forsake me O God of my salvation. So he's speaking his his uh, worship, his faith. He's encouraging himself in who the Lord is with his voice. It's really important. I know for years as a Christian, I I, I don't ever remember anybody t- telling me this or teaching me this. I don't. I just did it. I was a weird child sometimes. Um that's next week is that my child this artistic person Um, but uh, I I, I didn't speak out loud and it was a real it was kind of a problem and I knew that the Lord wanted me to speak and to sing out loud and, and I can kind of tend to that I have to watch myself it's like okay I'm starting to clam up again I need to start speaking out his praises so maybe that's for somebody here, maybe you don't you all don't do that, but I tend to do that, and that's part of that getting shut away by um, anxiety and fear. So, when my mother and father forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Mother and father is the most profound relationship that we have and nurture and becoming who we are. And so many people have broken this in those areas. And I just want to encourage you, you know, with this and and the other things that I've said and will say. There's areas where you just can't get through with the anxiety and fear. and The Lord is faithful. Like, if it just keeps coming up like a timeline, like, here it is, here it is, here it is. The Lord's going, you need more help. You can't do this on your own. You need to humble yourself, he said to me. Humble yourself and ask for help. And then ask who it is that he wants you to pray with, But there's pastors and elders here who will help you, who will pray with you until you break through. And I so encourage you, because, I mean, that's my life. I can say that, you know, because I live that, you know. And uh, I knew early on um, the Lord said, if you don't ask for help, you will not survive this. So he talks to me very black and white. And I love that and other ways, but especially about that on the stuff of warfare. Um, David asked the Lord, he says, teach me your ways. Teach me your ways. So in and through it all, my mom says this too, she says, you know, I just want to learn what God has to teach me in this. Mm -hmm. I love that, because she is a scholar. She's always studying the word of God, and Mm -hmm. I saw that, you know, as a kid. I still see that. And so, like, that's another thing, it's like, well, I'm going through this warfare, I'm going through this anxiety and fear, you learn something, and it's like the Lord's going, yeah, I want to teach you, I want to give you more uh, skill with a sword, more insight, more illumination, more power of the Holy Spirit, and it's for the King's glory and to advance the kingdom of God on the earth before he returns, to take back what belongs to Jesus. You know, obviously you got to follow him. Uh, we all, but that's what the real prize is. Are you all doing good? So he chooses. <clears throat> David chooses. He says, um, don't deliver me to the will of my enemy. So he's still asking um and he's talking about false witnesses rising against him well that was you know what we talked about king saul i mean all that it's all false witnesses it's the enemy never people right um he said i would have lost heart unless i would have believed that i would see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living and that scripture right there i quoted so many times and i still quote it all the time especially if things get heavy on the news i'll just quote that scripture because it gets so heavy you know, I would have lost hope unless I would have believed, Lord. I'm gonna see Your goodness in the land of the living. Then I go into prayer. You know, Russia, Ukraine, right? I mean, there's there's the first one that came to my mind is now, and and believe that God's gonna answer in some amazing, miraculous way. Because losing hope to me is the box. It's going back, and hope is like breath to me. It's like breathing air. Without hope, it's just you're just barely surviving. You know, hope is, is huge. It's strengthening. It's a, It helps you have vision. It helps you have faith. I mean, those are my own, you know, those are my own. I'm just passing it down. I just think that that's the truth. You know. um, and then lastly, he instructs us that we wait on the Lord. To wait is interesting. It means to bind together by twisting. To expect the um, hopefully, expectant or to wait expectantly. So it's like this, you know, on the edge of the seat. Are you Lord, not like, oh, I wonder if He's going to say anything to me. You know. So He says to do that, wait on the Lord, and He will give you courage. Wait, I say on the Lord. He says it twice. So the scriptures, these are two of my life scriptures, two of my life verses, and then thousands. Philippians 4 6 and 7 be anxious for nothing for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication which is asking earnestly with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and Pastor Francis when we were in the prayer room she was praying about Shalom and Shalom is Jesus. He's the Prince of Peace. That His peace destroys destroys the power of chaos and its strength. And in Hebrew, the letter looks like crushing teeth. And so it's like that's what chaos does. That's what anxiety does. It just it's like a machine that chops everything up and breaks apart our soul and our and our thought process if we let it. I mean, that's I hope I've communicated that well so excuse me having these tools and these parts to your sword are so important my sword I'm talking to myself too always in the word so 1st Peter 5-7 therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time casting all your cares anxieties upon him for he cares for you the word care there's two different words used there care The first one is the anxieties, and it involves the thought processes, the mind. So that's where we know Satan attacks us, right? Your mind, our mind. So casting those things, and before Satan would talk to me, and go blah, 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 now he doesn't talk to me as much, because I just take it right to the Lord, and just go, here you go, Lord, I'm not, that's not mine. You are my dread warrior, and I'm letting you come and stand between me and this, and I'm gonna go back to praising, go back to declaring who you are, and then out of that, then you, you know, bring me. Talk to him daily about, and this is my encouragement, maybe y'all do, and y'all do this better than me, but talk to him daily and listen, wait upon him, but especially in seasons of anxiety, great warfare, personal warfare, family issues um, and listen to him because he cares for you and that word says that word means that the Lord takes interest in you he's literally like I've got you right here I'm so interested in you I'm sitting in my chair with you and you know the word also says and what is man and the son of man that you care for him He made him a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor, but that's what he says about us. That's amazing. And the enemy, during those times of that kind of warfare and anxiety, said, well, he doesn't know. know, You're all alone. You're terebin. You're standing alone. The wolves are around you. The words are around you. Forget it. Just forget it. It's like, no. I'm in this place. So you see what I mean? It's like you're taught—you're taking the word and going. And Satan can't stand in that. He cannot. He cannot. They'll try for a while, and he leaves, and then it's you and Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father. Um, so I talked about this um, just to encourage again anybody who's struggling with fear and anxiety um, to please, you know, get counsel—biblical counsel. Biblical counsel. Um, some things we can overcome on our own, some things we cannot and that's, you know, also the other thing the Lord taught me about that is is all the people that became comrades in arms now you know, some of the people that uh, I went and asked for prayer for, then we pray together now we're all at the table with the general those relationships were forged during those times the Lord never calls us to isolation not ever so so, so thank you for letting me come and share with you all it's been the joy to see your faces and to know that we're all in this together and someday we get to worship the king forever and ever with all the tribes and tongues and nations and um, it's all going to be worth it totally worth it so I love you all
0: Thank you you for joining us today at Coastline Church. To find out more information, please visit coastlinefoursquare.com